So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. It's early November, so this week we're talking about everybody's favorite early November activity, illusions. Elections! How Star Wars is it? If you are in line, stay in line. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to How Star Wars Is It? Hi. Hello, Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. And hi, Josiah. And I'm Josiah. <laughs> and, and welcome, welcome to the podcast. To the show. This is How Star Wars Is It? Which is a the only podcast. Mm-hmm. And we rate and review things on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Not of how good or bad they are, Mm-mm. but of how Star Wars they are. How Star Wars are they? You know, like the Star Wars movies, they got good scores. In fact, here's a here's a spoiler for our back catalog. Return of the Jedi is the only thing to date that has ever gotten a perfect 10 out of 10 on this show yeah. because it is as Star Wars as Star Wars is. Yes, indeed. Mike, do you ever have a thing that... I, this is just called dissociating, I guess. But do you ever have a thing where you, like, forget how to speak English and like words just kind of wash over you for a little bit before like they snap back into reality and you're like, Ugh. okay. Cause I just had that while you were talking. Yeah, I think so. I think it's more for me, it's just like zoning out than it is like, I mean, I suppose that's what you are saying. I guess I'm just describing zoning out in a weird way. Yeah. Um, Cause I just dissociated a little bit just now and I was like, woof, words <laughs> hard, how to speak them. Difficult. But here on this show, we don't have words hard how to speak them difficult. No, we are good at words. We, we have are good, good at words them. talking. We have the best words. Isn't <laughs> that what Trump said that one time? Something like that. Man, man, that guy was so funny. <laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> he, he really put his foot in his mouth a couple of times, huh? <laughs> man, I love when people are like unironically are like, you know, the one thing about Trump, though, he was our funniest he really president. kept us guessing. And he's like, hey, did you watch I'm any like, late night shows during that whole shit show? And like, I guess he was our funniest president, but like, is it, does it really count if you're not trying to be well, funny? Well, John Tyler was in his college sketch group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. James K. Polk. A million years ago, but yeah. James K. Polk did uh-huh. Second City. Yeah. <laughs> and... And I.O., actually. He did both. Right. That's the thing. People all know, like, oh, yeah, that's the second city. That's all the people from SNL or whatever. But they never say, or, or they just don't know, that while all those people were at Second City, they were also at I.O. And I.O. has just done such a bad job of, like, yeah. marketing that. But, yeah, James K. Polk was one of the founders <laughs> yeah, of the of Herald. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was he, on. He was on the first iteration of Revolver. <laughs> yeah, he was. Revolver's been around for a, for a long, long time. time, and they call that's why they call it Revolver because back then that's what they were called. Yes, right. G- there was only revolvers. Yeah. There weren't any like other guns yet. Yep, that's right. Was was there a president that's name is Harold? Harold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold President U.S. Name. I don't think so. I don't think there is. 
Yeah, I just looked up Harold President U.S. and mm. I didn't get anything back, which is a weird millennial way of Googling something. <laughs> yeah. Interior designer words. how become. That's the thing <laughs> Caitlin and I say to each other all the time. It was on... Um, on the other uh, two? Yeah, the other two. But so um, we're not talking about presidents or improv or HBO television comedies. We are talking this week, we're, we're trying to find out how Star yeah. Wars are elections and and we're doing this here the the week of our uh our at least local you know election day is what the eighth i already filled out my yeah. ballot and i just need to drop it in a mailbox but um yeah i gotta go early vote yeah uh it's the eighth so here we are yeah so it's time that, for election what is that like tomorrow as this episode releases we could release it first and if so then yes Oh look! I accidentally ripped one of my like my cards are so old they're ripping now. Oh no! I gotta get new cards. Um, Mike and I play with cards while we record. We do. <laughs> so this was this this topic is um kind of weird. It's a not weird. comparing it's, a movie to Star Wars. No, it's a little topical, which we don't always do. Yes, and I think it is abstract enough that we might, other than everything so far, we might be able to stay on topic a bit more. <laughs> yeah, we might. Uh, other than the, yes, other than the last 15 other minutes. Other than talking about old presidents doing college improv. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Chester Allen Arthur was so good at forward reverse. <laughs> yeah, and he actually he actually founded his college's improv team. Uh-huh. That's something that not a lot of people know. Right. Like he was, he was on, both on it and a founder right. of it. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Man, wouldn't it be great if either of us ever got into politics and people could actually say that about us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, actually, that's the reason we'd never be able to get into politics is because people would be like, yeah. actually, don't vote for them. No. They used to do improv. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't vote Robinson. He is an improviser. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is rough. There's it's it, there's enough aldermen in Chicago. Some of them have had to have done improv, totally. right? Well, Andre Vasquez of the 40th Ward is, is like a hip-hop artist. Like, I think he, oh, like, cool. did that. I, I don't know, like, to what effect, you know, like, to extent, what like, extent. Yeah. Um, but there is improvisation in hip-hop in many cases. That's true. I'm I'm trying to see, though, I want someone who has done a herald that is l- representing me in politics. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, um, but we're talking about elections today. Yes. So, okay. Are there elections in Star Wars? Let's get it out of the way. Yes. Yes. They have them. Or they, they have, have them. them. Right. Not for a while. And then slowly they got kind of stripped away by the Empire. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know that conference room scene in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope? Yeah. Where it's just a bunch of old British men mucking about and Darth Vader chokes one of them. And that's really all you're meant to take from it as a kid. Yeah. The content of the discussions being had there are about, like, the disbanding of the Senate and the, like, giving of control to the regional governors. (laughs) Right. Interesting. The regional governors are not elected. Grand Moff Tarkin is not, like, an elected title holder. No. I don't think. Maybe I'm making I that up. Well, let's find yeah, out. Yeah, let's let's dig into the political inner workings of the Star Wars universe. Speaking of, I know I've mentioned it now a couple of times, but you gotta start watching Andor because it's like the best thing Star Wars has done in a while. <laughs> oh good, I need to. 
Was Grand Moff Tarkin elected or appointed? Grand Moffs were personally appointed by the Emperor's will. Um, but, let's see. But the first of their number, Grand Moff Tarkin, was actually promoted by Ars Dangor after the submission of the Tarkin Doctrine. I don't know what that means. The Grand Moffs reported directly to the Emperor and competed for his favor. What's the Tarkin Doctrine? I think it's like their version of like the Monroe Doctrine. You know, like he, he oh, set sure. forth some measures. I don't remember what they were, but I know also I've known heard as that. The, also known as the Doctrine of Terror, Rule of Fear. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's transmission detailed Tarkin's concept of maintaining order and increasing security within the Galactic Empire by means of state terrorism. Interesting. So they were like, we're just going to be evil for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so this, we're just talking about like the federal level, you know, the galactic level here, but there's governments on planets. And uh, as we've maybe talked about before, Queen Amidala was an elected child queen yes. and i think it is canon that all the other women who ran yes, for queen yes. and weren't elected had to become her handmaidens yes indeed. and thus her like meat shields yes what a bad deal <laughs> really bad really which bad. though it would dissuade some dickhole from running for president if he, if if everybody who didn't become president had to become Secret Service, uh, yeah, a lot fewer so, dickholes would run for president. So, Mike, I have something to tell you. Ah, uh, yes. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I typed in elections into Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. So and nothing came up because there's not a page, but it did, it did show me the top trending searches in Wikipedia. So. Would you, would you like to guess what the top... What, what's like... Top give, 20 give searches me, of Wikipedia? In Wikipedia, yeah. Um, something about Andor? Andor is number two. Okay. Something about Tales of the Jedi? Uh, no. Although maybe some of these names could go with like that. Like Dooku or Ahsoka or Qui-Gon? No, there's nothing... None of those Yaddle? three. So no. No Yaddle. Okay. No Yaddle. There's, there's Canary, which is also Andor. Yeah, right. Um... Now, do you know what the number one is? Um, you'll, never, you'll never guess in a million years. <laughs> is, it, is it like... Unless you think about what maybe an 11-year-old boy would search on the internet. Um, Padme boobies? <laughs> you're, you're not far off. <laughs> uh, it's breast. <laughs> on Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, and there's an actual entry... For breasts. What? A Star Wars definition? Yes. Breasts were an anatomical feature on some species in the galaxy, such as human, Dewaka, and Ascagen species. Don't forget Twi'leks. Yeah. Breasts occurred in both sentient and non-sentient species. And guess what? The... <laughs> like photo? <laughs> guess what the photo is. What was the one for sandwich? It was like white bread with egg yeah. on it. It was an egg sandwich. It looked so gross. But it so was like hard-boiled. <laughs> yeah, it was so, so gross. Um, the picture for breast on Wikipedia. It, I mean, I, I dare not even guess. <laughs> I'll read the description. I'll block out the name and you might be able to get it. Blank had noticeable chest muscles beneath his 
breasts. Uh, is it about and the powers of the force action figures line where they were really beefy in the nineties? It's you're close. It's it's a beefy man. He's wearing very tall pants. What? <laughs> <laughs> very tall pants. Yeah, his pants. What the fuck does his that waist, mean? The waist of his pants go up above his belly oh, button. Oh, oh, yeah. I yes. Okay. Um, Kylo Ren. Shirtless Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes through a description of breasts <laughs> in Star Wars and different times that breasts have been a thing. That is bad. <laughs> what the hell? This is so strange. You would think that there wouldn't need to be an entry for breasts. There's also breasts slash legends. So there is a distinction made between <laughs> breasts. Yeah, and these canon ones don't and, count anymore. <laughs> yeah, breasts and oh, and then check it out. Anakin Skywalker, a human male, displays defined chest muscles beneath his breasts. So another shirtless picture of a man. What a strange for way to phrase that. Yeah, very weird. Um. Anyway, oh, like I this said, is this is a good, is a terrible diversion. A good topic to stay on topic for. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, <sighs> I was trying to find the story of if, if indeed you, if you don't become queen, you become a handmaiden, and I'm, I'm striking out. But um, oh, okay. I was also listening to you talk about breasts, so I was noticeably distracted. Yeah, sorry. Um, There's a lot going on there. So okay, there are there is the Galactic Senate where everybody's got a a little floating pod. Yeah, they all got Including, it. Including, like, corporations. Yes, um, and E.T. Which is a great piece of Andor. Like, the, at first I was like, who are these fucking guys? The, the beginning, in fact, Delaney was calling them, like, rent-a-cops. Uh, or mall, yeah, yeah, mall yeah. cops. Um, because, like, the, the first episode or two, the kind of, like, stormtrooper stand-ins were these people who worked for a corporation. But, like, mm, you kind of mm. come to find out that, like, there are like corporations that are essentially like a privatized military force that like acts on behalf of the government and Weird. has a seat in the Senate, which is like, hey, good writing. That's good. That's what we That's have good. today, but we disguise it in a different way. Right. We don't, it's not as explicit of letting them actually have a say. We just let them pay for a say. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say. That was a diversion, so maybe it's good that I forgot what it was. So let's keep talking about elections in Star Wars. Yeah, so the... Oh, it was about E.T. Oh, uh-huh. Did you see that thing about how Drew Barrymore thought E.T. was real? Yes. So cute. Yeah, really cute. Anyway, that's all. She thought he was real because Steven Spielberg assigned two people to make E.T. move around and make noise every time Drew Barrymore interacted yeah, with him. Yeah, right. Which is very cute. Because she was a little kid. She was the little girl in the movie. Yeah, she's a little girl. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. Reddit cops in the Senate. Right. So, so like, just like on our, in our real world elections, there, there is some fuckery going on. Yeah. And I'm some not fuckery. talking about like voter fraud, like dead people are voting. But yeah, I'm talking no, no, about no, no. like, what's it even You're for? Ta- talking about lobbying. Yeah. In, in a way. Because, yeah. because like, we have all these security firms that are like, Paying vast sums of money to tip the scales in their direction. Right, right. 
uh, and, and we see that reflected, especially in the prequels. It, it's it's got that like Matrix sequels problem where like it's got really interesting ideas, but it sort of fumbles in like its communication of them, especially yeah, since totally. like there's also a wacky like farting frog man. Um, yeah, but like uh, and Jar Jar, who's um, and Jar Jar, who's yeah, I was talking about Qui Gon. Right, he's like <laughs> he's coming out with a one man show. Jar Jar is yes, that's cool. Yeah, um, and it's like a reveal, a revealing of like his experience. And oh, stuff. oh, uh, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best oh, is cool. yeah, yeah. I thought you were doing a bit like no. where has Jar Jar been all this time? Oh, he's just been in isolation, like really grinding, grinding doing, out a one man show, doing sets at the cellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just really taking his time. Yeah. He's putting in the work. Um, no, I'm at best is, which should be very interesting. But yeah, so like, just like our our situation here, there are different levels of government, and the people who are in the Galactic Senate are like career politicians, um, mm-hmm. and and the election itself is ceremony. You know, like it's, it's right. a pomp and circumstance. Yeah, it's less about. Too many parallels to our real world, yeah. where it is much more of a, um, like, what's the word for 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 it's an artifice? Yes. Uh, not exactly what I was looking for, but it is not the. Uh, it pretends to be one thing when really it's another. Right. Yeah. When you say one yeah. thing, but you need a mother. You mean a mother. Mimo mama. Mimo Mimo. Mommy made me mash my M&M's. Um, so, like, I mean, that, that Star Wars, especially the prequels, in its interpretation of specifically U.S. politics, right. is doing pretty much a one-to-one right. thing. I so mean, they like, literally c- to called say, it the like, Senate. To say, like, our elections, Star Wars the political inner workings that Lucas wrote into the prequels are our elections. So like, right. They share DNA at the very least. They do. Yeah, they are. They are um, sharing DNA is a great way to look at it because it's like the, the elections and political uh, events of the United States inspired the original star Wars and which we are know to be for a fact, because Lucas has said it in that the, United States is the empire and the rebellion is like Vietnam. Right. right? And so it's like that continues into the prequels in which the, he then throws in, okay, well the empire is the United States, but there's not an empire yet. So how do we get to the empire? Well, it's through in a way Mm -hmm. runaway capitalism with the trade federation. Right. right? Yeah. And with creating wars and creating endless war, which is how we get to the United States. Right. Um, so it's once again, like you said, it's these really interesting ideas. Uh, it's deeper than we give it credit for, but then yeah, the execution is is so cl- is clumsy, yeah. and so we forget about it. Right, but it's there. It's definitely there, and it is could like you, almost. Could you like describe just strictly from the political lens of things what happens from the beginning of episode one to the end of episode three? I mean, I know oh I like roughly could, but even just hearing you say like the Trade Federation being like representative of unfettered capitalism, like of course that's what it is. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, man, he really did go after him, huh? 
<laughs> he really did a little bit. He just you know? did such a bad job. Yeah, he did such a bad job writing it and executing it that Is it sort of fell there. To okay, the so there's a spectrum, and it goes from um, Phantom Menace to They Live, which has <laughs> fairly simple ideas, and it executes them very simply. Uh, versus fairly complicated ideas executed very complicatedly and thus unclear. And right there in the middle is the Matrix, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good scale. it communicates them well. The Matrix sequels maybe are more toward Phantom Menace than They Live, but... Uh, Man, I hope you I hope you, our dear listeners, went and watched They Live, because yeah. that movie rules. They Live is um, great. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if I can explain what happens in the prequels and i'm honestly not even sure if i can so yeah so there's there's nuke gunray the viceroy of the trade federation and they're yes. all like we're gonna blockade naboo because we because they are not because they were keeping stuff from going into naboo right it was like and a so, trade route thing and they controlled the trade route and they were basically saying like no pay no enter right but that that was always the thing that we talked about, I think, on the commentary. Like, what what is Naboo lacking in that they're like, we yes. need those shipments. <laughs> we live on a paradise yeah. planet. <laughs> we live on a paradise planet. We don't have any uh, conflict. <laughs> yeah. We need some conflict. Like, maybe they just, like, can't grow coffee there. Yeah, they, everything else grows perfectly. Yeah. Like, those perfect little pears that he, that he yeah, slices right. with that little fork. <laughs> Um, Perfectly computer-generated fruit. Yeah. Um, um, so they're blockading that, and the people of Naboo are like, we're dying, and they're like, they're asking the Senate, like, you can't let them do this. You're, you're just letting a big company, like, run wild, and they're like, sorry. Yeah. And they're like, what sorry. if we fought them in a war? Because mm -hmm. that, that big company, the Trade Federation, which I suppose is like a chamber of commerce, which like sounds sure. like a government, but it's just a bunch of businesses. And all those right. businesses were like, let's rally other planets around us because we have the actual power. And then they became the separatists. Right. They're separating from the Republic. And then the Republic's then the like, well, you know what we could do? We could fight a war and we would be justified because all of our people would be like, yeah, fuck those guys, fuck those companies. But meanwhile, the guy orchestrating all of it is fighting a war against himself and can like right. press whichever button he wants to to end it whenever he wants to. I think that's the real like metaphor there yeah. is the guy who is essentially creating an endless war by pitting two sides against each other because he controls all the resources because yeah. that's very much the United States. Like that is the the empire is the United States, and that's what the United States does, so is it just creates... He he was given emergency powers by the junior senator from Naboo, one Jar Jar Binks. Um, and, yes. Uh, he was, Who he was, was not elected. He was, he was elected chancellor because Padme held a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum, which right. was at um, Palpatine's behest. You know, like, he still pulled right. all the strings, but he was, quote-unquote, elected. I guess he was also a senator? What was his position prior to being? I don't know. Was Jar Jar elected to? He be... was. I think. I think the you know as part of the end of Phantom Menace when they like presented Boss Nass that big orb. Part of the like symbolism or, or like like a good faith was like Gungans will get a seat in the Naboo at Senate. the table. Um, right, 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 right. Because right, right. we didn't know about you guys, or we did, but we hated you, and you helped us win a war, so now we don't hate you anymore. Um, right. But here, let me... Uh, 
Yeah, Senator Palpatine of Naboo. So I guess the queen, Queen Amidala Padme in Phantom Menace, she was not a senator then. But no. as queen, I guess she can just like go to the Senate and be like, hey, you guys, you got to vote for someone else. And that was right. at Palpatine's sort of coercing or not coercing that that it was it was less um, his sly suggestions right um yeah and so he takes over as chancellor in an election as it were and then right he's given emergency war powers when war breaks out and then never relinquishes them what did fdr do was it the same thing because he held four terms right yeah, well, there wasn't there wasn't the amendment to make that not a thing, right? And sure. so he didn't technically do anything illegal, right? And right. Well, and neither did Palpatine. Well, I don't know because not relinquishing emergency powers, I think, might be there might be I, which I'd have, I guess we'd have to look more in depth into the laws of Star Wars world. Yeah, but I think but, at some point. Um, whether it's legal or not, he was like, actually, I'm going to just keep this and had enough popular support, I think. Right. Because, you know, he had the whole, like, purge of the Jedi and the spin was like the Jedi were trying to overthrow the Republic and I alone protected you guys. Right. So maybe he is the, is the Emperor, the FDR of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, FDR maybe- is, like, largely sort of hailed right like <laughs> yeah yeah well he did the new deal and he got us through world war ii so like pretty much almost universally loved as like a good president i'm sure he did bad stuff yeah because every president did bad stuff well i mean i we were we were re-watching game of thrones this past like couple months and like the episode that like really turned it for most people was when daenerys just like used a dragon to burn down the entire capital city men women children innocents and the whole analogy is like it's the nuclear option or whatever and as we were watching it at the like ground level you see people running around on fire and i was like america did this fucking twice in like yeah. a week. Yeah. That was FDR, yeah. And, and uh I don't know. Was that FDR? Let's see. We're so stupid. We don't even know who I mean, he was the World War II president, right? It was Truman though, because um Truman dropped the bomb. Oh, okay. Um FDR was gone at that point. Like Yeah. Maybe maybe also, they also just the US... truly didn't know the level, like the extent of destruction that would happen. I mean, on the first no, one, they, they did after the first one. They definitely knew. They knew that it was gonna be really bad. Sure, there anyway. was the Manhattan Project, but there was testing, there was exactly. yeah, like, there was plenty of plenty of experts were were there to tell them this is gonna be really bad. Right. And and then they also like literally firebombed Korea yeah. as well. So like they literally did the dragon on fire. So of can there be countries. a president that is like that was good. No, because there's always U- some war going on. Every U.S. president is bad yeah. for a for various reasons, and I'm sure that FDR is bad for one of for a reason. And I don't know what it, most U.S. presidents you can tick them off like as bad with just how they treated Native Americans. Sure, like that is right. the base level, right. and even up into the 20th century, like you can even just which I'm sure probably FDR didn't do a great job of that as well. Because yeah, like right. almost almost across the board, there's like not a single U.S. president that that you can be like, hey, they did a good job in their treatment of Native right, Americans. Right. Like even up to like freaking like modern day, like that there's bozo, that Cheeto, that that orange Cheeto. <laughs> um, 
But like, yeah, not a single U.S. I mean, that's what they say is like every modern American president is a war criminal, uh-huh. which is true. Right. Like from from like World War Two on, like literally every single one is a war criminal. Right. And so, which is like, <laughs> George wasn't being very um, uh, subtle when he had them destroy an entire planet. Right. Because he was like, this is what the U.S. government does. Right. And it's like not that far from reality. Especially since right before, I mean, I guess Leia also lied that the rebel base was on a different planet. But like right before that happened, she says like, no, we're peaceful. We have no weapons. Right. And they're like, yeah, but we really want to try our big shooter. Yeah. We're going to do a big gender reveal. Well, here's what's crazy. The bombing of Korea, like, this is just a terrible thing that, a terrible fun fact that I know. Um, So this is a terrible fun fact, just to clarify. It's not fun. It's just terrible. But, like, because we're talking about, like, destroying, like, this is not Vietnam, but it's Korea. But, like, it's still, like, talking about, like, uh, a country with basically no defenses that is just getting destroyed. I want you to guess what percentage of the buildings of North of the sort of like structures in North Korea do you think were destroyed during the bombing of North Korea during the Korean War? I don't even have an, a, a full understanding of the scope of that question to, to yeah. wrap my head around it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna depress everybody real fast. Eighty five percent. Of all built structures in the whole of country? All, of all buildings in North Korea were destroyed by firebombing and napalming. Incendiary bombs and napalm. What the fuck? Yeah. And in South Korea, an estimated two-fifths of industrial facilities were destroyed and one-third of the homes were destroyed. So literally an entire country was destroyed like when we're talking about like destroying an entire planet like the united states destroys entire countries you know what i mean like it's one to one it's not it's not subtle it's not off base it's literally just right there and the so that's just a depressing thing that now you all have to know so something that's happening in in this Andor show is that one of the guys who's trying to pull some strings to get rebel cells to act in an aligned way in an allianced way uh is an alliance interesting yeah is to um because there they, we have not yet ha- seen the formation of a single rebel alliance it's like a bunch of like activities being orchestrated by some some rogue people um we his his explanation behind a lot of the acts was we need to make the empire tighten its grip because they they do the they're doing the boiling lobster thing everyone is just becoming complacent and not realizing that all these things they're doing are atrocities because they're kind of quiet atrocities. And he's like, right. we need them to start committing like bigger, more obvious atrocities, which of course means they commit bigger and more obvious atrocities. It's, it's like a really odd backwards way to think about it from, a, from the guy who's trying to fight the empire. But like mm. his idea <clears throat> behind these, these like insurrections is to like get them to go overboard so more people right. are like this is fucked yeah sure 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 um, that is that is very it interesting it is odd to me that that hasn't happened uh to a successful degree and i'm saying su- successful kind of from the wrong side of the table but like for for you know uh, other 
nations to do that with us. Yeah. Because we I mean, tighten our grasp a lot. We do. We do. And the U.S. has gotten better about being less explicit with its, like, atrocities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we still commit war crimes and fund war crimes. Right. We're, more, we're more about, like, funding war crimes right. these days well, than we with, are about yeah, committing right. them with ourselves. With the money we spend on the defense budget, it's kind of like, I mean, I'd love to see you try. Exactly. Which is so, awful. It's terrible. It's a bad world we this live is, in. We can't release this episode. This is <laughs> awful. No one's going to feel good listening to this. Don't worry. We're going to stop talking about politics. And, I mean, we we start, sort of set ourselves up for failure by doing a, an episode about elections. Yeah, right. In which we were guaranteed to talk about politics like we, in the world. We could have been like, it's about like inclusion and making your voice be heard <laughs> and <laughs> heading down to the ballot box. And we're like, okay, elections are a fucking fraud. <laughs> yeah. We're both too jaded to like be happy about yeah. elections. Yeah. Yeah. Although elections do matter on a local level. Yeah, so get right. out there and, that's and that, do your local elections. That's the Padme of it all. Like, right. you know, you get, you get, uh, your locally elected queen or whatever. Yeah. I to wonder do a what vote the no like confidence. equivalent of like an alderman or a local judge is in Otogunga, the Gungan <laughs> city. It's um it's Jar Jar. He's he's all of them. He is. He's he's every alderman. He's every alderman. You know, alderman is a weird um word, but also a weird position. Like is Chicago's the yeah, only city like I know of. Yeah, a bunch of little mayors. Yeah, a bunch of little mayors. It's a very interesting position. Yeah. Um, Do you I use be the a... girl, I guess, progressive voter guide? Um, I think so. It's it's like a Google yes, Doc. I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. I did that last time. It's great. And... They're great. Uh, and like the whole premise, that the title of their thing, girl, I get this is this is for Chicago local politics. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. sure things like this. There are organizers everywhere, but um. The, the title of this like Google doc that gets shared around every election season is girl, I guess like, yeah, I, I have to do this. And the, the people I'm being given are like Democrats and Republicans, but it is really nice to see, like they go through every judge and there's like 50 or whatever. And they're like, don't vote for this person. Like right. cause the, the judge votes are just like, should this person continue to have a job or not? Right. And they're like, which no. is crazy. Some of them even said super no. <laughs> yeah, I was a good guide. I used, I used it last time for the first time because I think you might have even told me about uh-huh. it. Um, someone, it, it probably was you that told me about it, but I found out about it for the first time at, for last election and it was very helpful. Yeah. Um, because it really, it's like a very progressive voter. So if you are also a very progressive voter and you're like, I wish I had a cheat sheet, then right. there you go. Yeah, you before right that, I would like look online of like what different bar associations each said about mm-hmm. judge candidates, and especially I'd pay attention to like the black bar and the gay bar. Yeah, this sounds like I'm talking about some kind of like neighborhood drinking establishment, <laughs> but the bar <laughs> associations of like judges and lawyers. Um, yes, totally. Because a lot of times it'd be like you know eight or nine different entities saying yes, and then like the the like lgbtq specific association was like no and i'm like okay well that's interesting to me (laughs) yeah yeah it's like Like, what's going on there yeah but then you even got to watch out for those because like i remember whenever Lori lightfoot was running for mayor the first time i voted for her in the primaries because i was like she's represent or like because i think she was backed by like yeah several different organizations that were gay and and black and stuff and i was like oh great good and then she became 
and then for the for the uh or not for the primaries what's for the uh whatever comes before the primaries i can't remember what midterm. that's called no midterm yeah. no no whatever it's called the whatever caucus. it's called the caucus whatever it's called uh before you get to the actual election where where you get to pick the people who are going to be elected i voted for her and then when it came around that she was like a shitty cop i was right. like oh no yeah, i did the wrong thing yeah, and right. then it and then it like all didn't matter anyways because now she's been the mayor hopefully we can get rid of her but i don't think we have a good progressive option to get rid of her unfortunately anyway so hopefully that was enough um sad federal level politics and sad local level politics should we uh should we jump into the break yes actually before we, we do sadness aside please vote don't be a person who doesn't vote yeah get out and, there and it's tomorrow mm -hmm. or maybe it already happened <laughs> maybe it already happened we don't but know but like especially like josiah said you gotta vote in local elections especially if there's measures about like school board fuckery where people are like yeah no, they're teaching crt to my toddlers like yeah you gotta get in there you gotta get in there get out there and if you missed it this year hey you'll get them next year that's, all right that's what we should start saying don't not vote don't not vote yeah. that's it, it that's the hey I, that's the i guess girl yeah, for yeah. this hey don't not vote yeah. like come on we, you we gotta can't make Pokemon it sexy. go to the polls. You gotta Pokemon go to the polls. We can't make it sexy like those celebrities do, but we can be like, come on, yeah. don't, don't not, not do it. Vote. <laughs> Please. Let's should we should we slot that in at the end of the episode this week and maybe all episodes going forward? Just saying, don't not sandwiches vote. to Star Wars, like we always say. No, what? Sam well, sandwiches to Star Wars. It's about time for time to bye bye. So don't not vote, and like we always say. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> uh, we'll see if we remember to say it. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> okay, we'll go to the break. We never do. Wee! And we're Ed. Hey, everyone. This is Josh Goga from Popping Bottles, along with my co-host, me, Rob Grabowski, also from Popping Bottles. That's right. Each episode, we have a guest who brings a beverage of their choice, and we talk about why they chose it. It's dumb, it's fun, and if you like drinking, or getting drunk, or even being sober, because we have non-alcoholic drinks, too. <laughs> we do. This is the podcast for you. Uh, Rob, how you doing? <laughs> Is how every episode begins, and you'll love to listen. So if you enjoy this, check it out wherever <laughs> podcasts are found. Well, we're back. Uh, I have the game this week, and I just realized I don't have it pulled up. Give me one second. Um, no worries, here on no How worries. Star Wars Is It, our podcast, every, every episode after we return from the break, we play a little game. Uh, yes. And this week's game has to do with elections. Specifically, presidential elections here in the U.S. of A. Now, um, if if you're listening to this show from outside of the U.S. and you don't have this fucked up Byzantine tradition, we have a mm -hmm. thing called the Electoral College because we are a democratic Ugh. republic. Thus, we, the people, vote for the people who cast votes for the president depending on how many people in their state voted in one way or another. Yeah, it's stupid. 51% of the state votes red and the 49% votes blue. All of that state's votes go to the red team. And it that the number of votes that state gets is determined by Congress, the Electoral College. Uh, every state gets two senators. 
um, no matter how big the state is, no matter the population. And then every state also gets a congressman um, allocation based on a total number of people in the House of Representatives divided into states based on their population. So a state with mm-hmm. a very low population still gets three electors because it has two senators plus one congressman at the very least. Right. Um, I understand. I knew all that. No, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm explaining this to like our one listener in the UK <laughs> who also right. probably I, knows. <laughs> no, I knew that for sure and didn't need a refresher. Uh, uh-huh. So the, yeah. the number is, I want to say it's 438 now because there are three electors given to the District of Columbia. Um, mm. but otherwise it's, uh, uh, 435 congressmen plus a hundred senators, something like that. So 538, yeah. I guess. Um, and then of course you need a simple majority of those votes to win the presidency. And, uh, for example, this is something I remember from 2016's election of the, to, to represent the country, the first Highest by a landslide amount of people in that election didn't vote. Like more mm-hmm. than half. Then the next largest amount of votes went to Hillary Clinton. And then the third largest number of people voted for Donald Trump. Right. So it went nobody, not no vote, Hillary, no Trump. Vote. But Trump won because of how... The game works, which is the Electoral College, bringing us to what our game is today. Um, votes carry different weight. You know, you hear if you live in an un- underpopulated state, your vote counts more than someone's vote in a populous state. Right. Because uh, of just how, you know, this per capita crazy winner-take-all thing works. Um, so what I have here, I've, I've pulled like eight different states I want you to guess how many electors that state has. Okay. And then if it were done by more of a straight population split, as opposed to guaranteeing even the smallest states three, what it ought Mm. to be. Okay. So for example, Maryland has 10 electoral votes. So that means, you know, eight congressmen, two senators, and they should the, the the way the population swings out from the whole country down to that state is they should have like 9.9. Okay, great. So Maryland is the negative 40 degrees of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of this uh, scale. Um, okay, so first off is my home state of Indiana. How many hmm. electoral votes do you think Indiana has? 15. You're in the ballpark. It's 11. Okay, all right, a little high, a little How high. How many, based on an actual population split, ought it have? I'm going to say it's a little less than Maryland. I'm going to say it's seven. It's also 11. Oh, Indiana's so it's, it's also right the at the, yeah, the Fahrenheit right, good Celsius for you. split. Good for you, Indiana. Let's move on to Josiah's home state of Texas. Okay, now I'm gonna be now I'm gonna look like a fool because I don't know how many electors Texas. Oh, I mean, I I I think it. This is also based on census data. It's not done like you know censuses are taken every ten years, and then there's not even it's not even like all assembled right away. So I think right. I think these numbers are reflective of the 2024 presidential election that's upcoming. I can't remember. Mm. I got this from um, usafacts.org. Uh, mm. 
So it, it could be that this was the last presidential election, or it could be that it's the upcoming one. I, I don't remember. But it is, like, somewhat recent. But these do reallocate ever so slightly. Uh, but I, I don't think ever in such a way that it's really reconciling with the actual population distribution in the country. Right. right, right so right, right. Texas, how many does it have and how many should it have? I want to say it's like 28 electors. It has 38. Ah, I should have said 30. I knew it. 38. And it should have 50. Close. 47. All right. So right now, as it stands, um, one electoral vote cast in the state of Indiana represents 609,000 people. Whereas mm-hmm. one electoral vote cast in Texas represents 753,000 people. So your vote counts slightly more in Indiana right. than it does in Texas. Right. Quite a bit more. Quite a bit more, yeah. Uh, okay. What, is, what a dumb system It's just we so have. crazy. Here, at the very least, make it so it's not winner take all for the whole state. Yeah. so many states come down to like a 51-49 split. So if your state yeah. has 11 votes, give six to the 51 and five to the 49. Yeah, that would not be hard to do. Yeah. It'd be super we easy We don't even to have do. to get into decimals. Just like split it no. whole and yeah, the, round up the, split the, and the ever it. so slightly winner gets the one extra. Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. It's a ridiculous system. Uh, because then you have a state like our next one, California, which I think usually goes blue in a landslide. And so then their votes would be distributed higher toward the winning side than just like blanket. Right. I'm going to say, let's see, Texas had 38. I know California is more populous than Texas. California has the most electoral votes. I'm going to say 42. It has 55. Wow. That's so big. Uh, But how many should it have? It should have. 65. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If it were just a straight population, even distribution, it should have 65. Nice. Um, and one vote there, one of the elector votes counts for 717,000 people. So kind of up there with Texas. Right there with Texas, right. All right. Next one is the smallest state, not necessarily the smallest area given votes because DC does, but um, Rhode Island. Hmm. I'm going to say three. It actually has four. It's two and two. But given its population, how many should it have? One. Two. Two. Okay. So like half. So there, because they do have four votes, one electoral vote represents 265,000 people. Wow. Interesting. Crazy. That's wild. But again, it doesn't if you voted red and the state went blue. Right. (laughs) Or vice versa. Uh, Okay. Uh, Ohio. A classic swing state. It's right there in the middle. It's like a decent amount of votes because everyone's always like campaigning there. I'm going to say 17. 18. Yep. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. And how many should it have based on population? 15. 19. 19, Should interesting. Should have just a little more. One more. Just a little more. Uh, all right, next up is Wyoming. Oh, man, this is a small one. I'm going to say four. It has three. So it three. has the bare minimum given the Constitution. <laughs> bare minimum. Three. And how many should it have? One. One. 
Yeah. So there, your vote, uh, or rather, your elector's vote counts for 193,000 people. Wow, that's crazy. That that's is so small. like, they'll call that 200 and call call Texas 750. That's like three times more powerful than your vote in Texas. Ridiculous. What a stupid country. <laughs> and in either state, your vote still may not matter, despite its power. Because right. the state goes the opposite color. Totally. Uh, all right, New York State. There's going to be a lot. Let's see, 45. It's 29. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking of New York City. That, that's the issue. Yeah, but, like, I, I, that's crazy to me. That does seem like it should be more. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Should, should it be how much more? Should it be... Uh, I'm going to say it should be it should be 30, 35, 32. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So it's at one equals 674. So a lot of these ones that are like undersized are in the like six and seven hundreds. Right. 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 Uh, right. And then last but not least, the craziest of all swing states, the the further north you go, the further into the south you are. Florida. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, 25? No, 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 no. 20. 29. 29. I was close to the first time. And they should have 20. They should have 35. Whoa! I didn't know so many people lived in Florida. I didn't either. Wow. I'm learning something on this and podcast And I might today. have done this wrong. <laughs> but no. that was the Electoral College game. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I learned something, which I don't always learn something from our games. <laughs> but I did learn something from this game. And I feel like a smarter person for what, it. You and mean also you didn't learn person. anything from Alex Blankter Blankleton? <laughs> no, I always learn something from Alex Blankter Blankleton, which is that I'm great at rhyming. Yeah. And that Mike is great at rhyming. So... <sighs> Don't not vote. Don't not vote. Come on. What, uh, what other election things are there in Star Wars? Do do elections have music? No. They have bad local commercials. That's true. That almost make me want to like get rid of the, my TV for that month. They're fucking unwatchable. They're really annoying. And they feel like spam. Also, yes. they have t they have t they have terrible spam texts that and you keep emails getting. and emails. Where they like the Democrats are like, if only you'll whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah was so animated that his headphones came off, so he can't hear what I'm saying right now. I made my headphones fall off, guys. Now I can't get them back. <sighs> He's really struggling. Okay. I was really struggling with that. There that was he weird. Goes. I'm back. Um, but yeah, they're like, if only you'll vote. We can change the world, but we need you to donate twenty five dollars right now. Yeah. And it's like, calm down, guys. It's your fault. We're in this mess. Yes, yeah. Do something, and Do... we will want you to keep doing it. Yeah. Show us you want to even do anything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I can't wait for, like, Democrats to win. Like, here, here's, what, here's what I think is going to happen. Democrats are going to end up with a majority in Congress in the Senate and the House, and they're going to still not codify Roe versus Wade. They're going to be like, well, we can't because fucking cinema and what's his, and yeah. the other well, the other guy, Mansion, yeah. don't want to do it. And it's like, okay, so you said you were going to and you didn't do it. So now how do you expect us to vote for you ever again? Yeah. 
It's going to be ridiculous. Or they don't get it, and then they can keep holding it over our little heads like a little carrot and a stick. Right. Because yeah, they don't give like a fuck. Yeah, it's just like how like medical companies don't want to cure cancer. They want to figure out how to treat cancer and keep you paying for more. Yes. Ridiculous. They don't want to fix the country because then what are they going to fundraise on? Is this our most depressing episode yeah, yet? Man. Maybe we don't release it. <laughs> 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 but if we don't, then we'll have to record another thing. And I nope. don't have the, the patience to do that this week because our 10.30 p.m. Thursday night improv shows are starting up. Is this when we start the plugs? Should we just be yeah, done? Let's just be Maybe done. Maybe we give so, it a score. <laughs> let's give it a score. <laughs> I'm going to give it Gungans is my unit of measure. Mm, that's good. I'm going to give it like floating Senate discs. Yeah, that's nice. I'm going to say like a five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five. <laughs> I was thinking like three. So Okay, cool. I'll, come, I'll come down to no, four. No, you don't have to come down. All right, I will say a five because there's so, because we talked about how it's a one-to-one of our yeah, political yeah. system to Star Wars. So right. I'm going to say a five. And, you know, that elections have things like lasers and <laughs> aliens and, like, destiny and <laughs> princesses. <laughs> Everyone, please, if you are in line to, to uh, be given a lightsaber, you stay have to stay in, in line. in line. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that's very funny. If you are in line on the Death Star. Okay. Well, folks, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at Instagram. Give us emails at goodpodcast.com. And if you want, <laughs> I think our Patreon episode this week was also kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was. So if you, if you want to join us on our fucking breakdown, <laughs> then. But it was about Halloween a little bit too, so oh, that was fun. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> we we do have a weekly bonus additional episodes every week on Patreon, as well as a monthly um, kind of more long form thing. We're gonna maybe start putting some video on there. We just mm-hmm. did um, this month. In fact, our our kind of special long form thing is a March Madness style bracket where Josiah and I tried to determine the best part of fall, the best fall thing. And you can listen to that as a long podcast episode or watch our zoom video recording as we fill out the bracket on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all on patreon.com slash how star is it for $5 a month. Um, Go check it out. Yeah. And if you want to come see us, we talked about this late improv show. We're both going to be at IO performing a show on Thursday night, December 8th is the one we're both in Right at 1030 at IO. So go get tickets for that. Come check us out. That's called Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. I'm also in Baby Wants Candy on Saturday nights at Second City. There's a couple dates coming up that if you're interested in, you should like DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. and I'll probably see it. Now you can also basically at any time... You can go to see any Anarchy show, and either Mike or I will be in it. So there's one that we're both in, but one of one of us is in all of them. Right. And either um, way, you'll see past guests of the show. Right. That's also true. Heather Scholl, Michael Silver, Allie Gospel. Amber Lindy. Bree, Amber in them? Fitzpatrick, Amber Lindy. Yes, right. good. So go check it out. It's going to be good. And we're done. So yeah, we got to so go to bed. So Star Wars, it's about time to tell you bye-bye. It's like we always say, we love you. And may the fourth, fourth be with be you. With you. 
And don't not And don't not vote. Bye-bye. I don't think that one's going to stick. I don't think it's going to stick, but it's good for this episode. Oh, Wow. (laughs) Our most depressing episode to date. Yeah, yeah.